0: I'm Daniel Rosebaum and welcome to the World of Freestyle.
1: Are you guys ready? Yeah.
0: I've been freestyling for 15 years, and for me, it's the best sport in the world. Yes! Oh, yeah! That was insane! Oh, yes! During my time, I have met some incredible characters, and on this podcast, we will find out more about their amazing stories. All I need is a microphone, and all you need is a bowl. Today on All You Need Is A Ball, I am speaking to a genuine entertainer. This man has an instantly recognizable voice and style. He is a true MC and he explained to me what being a master of ceremonies means to him.
1: And I wanna be as much as I can, the one that is helping them to perform in the best way. So, I don't know, I feel super blessed about this.
0: We have heard from the best beard in freestyle with Lucaso. Now it's time for the best moustache in freestyle. Let's hear from Lorenzo in three, two, one. Lorenzo, what's up? Oh, super good, Daniel. Finally, finally, I'm joining the podcast.
1: I'm always listening at your podcast. So finally, I'm also the voice in the podcast.
0: Yes. So let's start with the big question. How did you become the voice of freestyle football? How did did it happen? Actually... As many
1: of, uh, of our, our stories, I yeah. guess, is happening just uh, in a freestyle way. So, uh, you know, like many knows or many don't know, I'm originally a freestyle basketball. And uh, when Red Bull Freestyle were kicking in in Italy in 2008, yes. we were starting scouting for the f- first, you know, freestylers, the first community, and there are guys from Red Bull they got no idea where to find them. So they they reached me and and I was the closest thing to that. So they asked me to join for the national qualifier back in 2008. So they asked me to be like a kind of counselor and, uh, you know, and touring with them, scouting the guy. So I already got a few connections. So we went to Milano, Rome for two, let's say, recruitment stops. And then the national final. But before the national final, uh, Bernard Schilfielder, that now is in the Red Bull International, yes. was telling me, "I saw you during the stops. I know you're the frontman of the move. Yes. Would you like to MC as this, let's say, the technical voice of the final yes. downtown Rome in Ponte Milvio?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited. I would love to, but <laughs> you know, never do it." And I was with a, a like a super radio star there mm-hmm. that was the main voice. And the funny thing is that, uh, you know, half of the show, we got like a rap performance. Yes. And I went to him. And it was like the first time on a big stage for a big company like, such as Red Bull. So I was asking him, uh, how am I going? Like, I'm going do- good. Like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you are doing great. This guy sucks. <laughs> I-, I already firing guy. I call the radio. This guy is good in radio, but he's not good for a live show. Yeah. Now you run the show. And I was like, are you kidding me? I cannot like overtake this guy, no no no. no, 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 who's leading this event? <laughs> and the guy like you. Then if I'm saying you're leading, yeah. you go. And I went in and I was rocking the old school guys like Gunter, Swan, yeah. you know, the original freestylers from Italian Everybody was cheering because they feel the passion in my voice. Yes. So it was a blast for us. And then, you know, we were organizing the Italian the national stops. And from then on, you know, Lecce yes, was kicking in. World they invited me back with the World Final. And then...
0: Lucaso invited you and blah, blah, blah. Yes, I
1: yeah, invited yeah. Lucaso for Jambo back oh, in the yeah. day. I was there. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. And then we can... It was a big, you know, competition, invitational awesome. in Italy. And from then on, uh, Lucaso invited me to Super Bowl. Then I started going back uh, with the Red Bull Street Style
0: World Finals. And this is my fifth yes planned. man it's amazing with the spaghetti english i yeah, yeah, remember the t-shirt yeah t-shirt. i'm planning some more stuff oh nice nice for this year or? no 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 for next year i think nice yeah. nice so so when did you realize that your voice is like a tool like when did that happen have you always been like a vocal guy have you always in class let's say too, you were li- when you were little were you already talking a lot like being an entertainer like that and uh, not, not actually uh also,
1: this went kind of naturally mm-hmm. all of a sudden, uh, and was like a way of, uh, let's say, uh, find the way in 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 the period we were find the way to making money and making a living of freestyle. Yes, um, we were touring with the move from mm-hmm. tournament to basketball camps and whatever. And you know, one of the critical points that is always happening with performer of this kind of sports is, yes. oh, you're asking money, but oh what you mean you're performing five minutes? What you mean you're performing 10 minutes? Always like this. All this money, the trip and everything. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it was not this big money, but, you know, people are complaining. So with the move, we figured out we need to have more interaction with the audience, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, something that is coming from street shows and this kind of behavior. So we started sharing the mic between the member of the crew. And we were stretching our show way longer. So we passed it from like 10, 15 minutes to 40, 45 minutes. And this was changing everything yes. because, you know, especially in camps, in big tournaments, if they're inviting for a evening show, like the full evening, it's very impactful. We were sharing the mic, but then at the end of the day, the other guys were realizing that I was the one taking more attention from the audience. Okay. And uh, because I, I don't have a structure in my talking, in my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, even my voice is not that sounding good. It's sounding kind of iconic, Yes. for the people that, that are used sense. to, yes, yes. but it's not like a structured voice, you know what I'm saying? It's not a vocal coaching. Okay, think. yes. And uh, Not the typical radio kind no, of. Uh, not at all. And uh, that, since then, I started, and you're learning by doing. Yes. And uh, as a performer myself, freestyler, dunker, I used to be on stage, so I feel comfortable on stage. Yes. So whenever you're turning to the mic performance, you're super comfortable on stage. And this,
0: I think, is making a big difference. Nice, nice, nice. And you were talking about the move. Are you the founder of the move? Or together with some other guys? Or how did that go?
1: We're officially, is me and Fabio the clean.
0: Yes. Uh, we're the
1: two founders. But actually, we had the first group of like eight guys. Yes. Was the original crew. The first year were kind of randomly, but... In 2002, 2003, we started performing with this original group, kind of steady group. Yes. And uh, then, you know, we had a lot of changes by the year, but I was the one, the pillar guy, the, the crazy one saying, oh, guys, you know, we can make a living of this.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to ask that. Did you, what, so it was just a hobby in the beginning, right? No, no, no. It was
1: m- not even a hobby. I won't say a hobby. It was every one of us was trying to become a basketball professional. Oh, okay. Every one of us of the original group. So we were uh, like ball addicted. We were playing day and night and in in summertime, because we were so addicted to basketball, we were touring. Uh, from a tournament to another yes. and we were mostly dunking because we were super athletic at that time and we liked to dunk over still cars a uh, yeah. little, little way less and uh, we used to dunk over cars uh, motorcycle whatever cool. just for fun cool. in the tournament and uh, the nike freestyle commercial the and one yes. mixtape came out and we started doing you know some tricks, kind of trailblazing era of yeah, tricking. Yeah, of you, you're coming also from that era.
0: It's interesting how freestyle football and freestyle basketball kind of both have an iconic moment there with the, yeah. the Nike freestyle campaign in 2003 where yeah. they launched, you know, the, the everyone knows the sound of the ball going in the Nike commercials, both and, football and, and, and basketball. What, what was really funny of that commercial is that like Tommy Baker, that
1: yeah. is one of the craziest basketball juggler ever.
0: Three balls. And- he was uh,
1: in the football yes, commercial. Yes, I remember. Know, because he was the only one doing, and he was acting like a goalkeeper. Yes, I remember also, that. So that's yeah. crazy, you know. Uh, so yes, that's that's an iconic moment. We, we realize actually that some of the tricks mm-hmm. that we are already doing yeah. were called... Freestyle, Something. you know, yes, yes. for the, the guys listening to the podcast, I, I got to tell that, and you already mentioned that there were no internet like today. There were no social media. We were looking and searching, uh, for some videos, some yes, clips right. from the other crews. I remember when you guys started, we were looking for some of your videos. It was random, yeah. you know, just. Yeah. Very
0: uh, kind of digging, like in vinyls culture. But are you from a basketball family, or how did you even get into basketball? How no, did it go? I'm sorry to repeat, but it's still a kind
1: of freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my life is all
0: freestyle. I love it, man. Yeah. That's why
1: you're on the show, yeah. Uh, so basically, I I actually realized yeah. that this object that I got back home. Mm-hmm was a basketball yes. because I won this to uh, like a lottery, summer lottery in one of these uh, festival in Italy where families are going. Mm-hmm. So my family just drop a coin and we won this. But I wasn't realizing since I seen a Michael Jordan clip. Yes. Of course, I grew up in the Michael Jordan era. Of and I was like, okay, so the ball is you know, related to this. Yes. And then I, I kind of realized that a playground that we used to play football in mm-hmm. was also a basketball structure yes. in, in my small hometown. So I started playing randomly like that. And nobody's actually like super sport Uh, people in my family Mm -hmm. uh, not at all so I started and funny thing I also I also mentioned in a recent interview in Italy the funny thing is that you know everybody in Italy is playing soccer everyone so I was playing soccer like When I was a kid, I was playing, let's say, four to six hours a day. And it's normal in Italy, back in the day especially. So, go to school, football. Yeah, Yeah, football all day. You know, your mom is calling you, come on, you got to do the homework and you're playing soccer. So, funny thing is that to force my, my you know, my fellow friends yes. to play a little bit of basketball for Doesn't me and easy? another, we got to bet on football games. Ah. So we were like, okay, if my team and another guy that was a basketball fan mm-hmm. is going to win... The next game, yes. then the the very next, we're gonna play
0: basketball. Yes. So it was so you know so crazy, <laughs> and we right. started like that. So you started with basketball, and when did the move also were was more like all around entertainment? Because you guys do all kind of freestyle, like
1: yeah. yeah. Um In two thousand five, two thousand six, yeah. um, we were running a lot of events, and we were meeting a lot of like breakdancers, bikers. Yes. And we realized that us, uh, we were already kind of structured. We already got an association. We got the association officially since 2003. We, we got a logo at the time, we got a website, and we saw other potential talents that were freestyle related to us yes. in the sense that they were loving freestyle, lifestyle and approach. And uh, basically, we found that they were kind of random. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just randomly going to events. They were not well-dressed. They were not caring of the marketing side. So we started sharing this common passion. And we were inviting, uh, I was the one going to uh, some of the others, inviting them, what about doing some shows together? And in this group, the original group, Guy Vitaliano, big up to him. Yes. The guy uh, was the first actual freestyler football that we involved because he was his family is half uh, from UK and oh, from okay. Italy. Yes, yes. So he was already seeing something, you know, back in England. And so I, I know him and I was like, what about joining us? And his level was so old school, you know, it was doing basic, like the Maradona, Scala, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, he joined first. And we were the two working with Red Bull in 2008 because Red Bull know that I already got contact with some yes. football freestylers. And uh, and actually, me and Guy were touring with Red Bull Street Match with Edgar Davids and yeah. the legends. And we were pointing at uh, Lecce Amphitheater mm-hmm. during Street Match before red bull street style was born we were suggesting red bull italy to tell to red bull uh, international Mm -hmm. that that can be a location for red bull bc1 because we saw that as a potential location yes and uh, it was funny when back in 2011 they call us back like you remember you pointed out for red bull bc1 we were like Yes. Yes. Now it's going to be Red Bull we're fine. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a drink and through." And now we're
0: back in an, another an, amphitheater, an amphitheater yes. 10 years after. But well, that was an amazing location at Latcha 2012. I actually believe that
1: that might be one of the probably top 5 events I ever been to, yeah. honestly.
0: Incredible event. Yeah, yeah, incredible. incredible. yeah. Yeah, for the people that haven't you know that are you should watch the trailer. Yeah. Oh, it's sure. on YouTube it is. Yeah, it's crazy. And Cannavaro was there in Zaghi. Yes, we just yes. we just won the, the world championship. So like it was too much. The timing was perfect, perfect for everything. Perfect. Yes. So when was the first time you um came to Super Bowl? When was that? I came in two thousand thirteen. Yes. And since then... Non-stop. Non-stop. So what, was it hard for you in the beginning? Because you're not a fr- freestyle footballer. You didn't maybe know the tricks. or Do you have to study? Or um,
1: I think you got the same feeling also when I'm listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. You Peggy uh, commentating. The level of the tricks nowadays, the level of transition, right. yes. you can't really name everything. Oh. You know, Back in the day, we were giving names to everything. Yeah. Yes. Now we really can't. Like uh, you, you just, okay, this was a three rev yeah, area. Yeah.
0: But I also, but I think there's also a little idea behind it. I also don't want to do too technical. No, for sure. Because in the end, you want to enjoy it. It's entertainment as well, right? So if I go with PA TV to help the world, to, it gets a bit like, eh.
1: I totally agree with you. And I think this is my big luck in uh, uh, hosting Big sport event yes. because I'm not going too technical. I'm just trying to be the link That's between uh, the, the sport and the feeling of the athletes yes. and the audience. So I'm kind of uh yeah, yeah moustache translator yeah. To, to the people. Yeah. And uh and the other point that is really helpful for me, not just in freestyle football, but for example, in Red Bull cliff diving or in this kind of somehow underground community yes. is the fact that I totally share with the guys yes. the same feelings and I would love to be in the position they are. You know what I'm saying? Yes. When yes. I was a freestyler, I would have loved to have a Red Bull freestyle for freestyle basketball. But um, my feeling still nowadays yes. when I'm watching this tremendous level guys is like, I feel like I want to be them and I, I really like the idea that they have this platform to display their huge, tremendous talent. And I want to be as much as I can, uh, the one that is helping them to perform in the best way. Yes. So you see me at Super Bowl, especially I'm like the big brother or yes. the daddy of many yes. of them, you know. Yes. Um when I saw that they're jumping for the first time and maybe they're a little bit anxious, or I'm trying to I actually calm noticed them that you down.
0: you calm them down. I yeah. see sometimes people go on the stage and you like round of applause and Yeah, I'm trying to like, make yeah. them feeling home. Uh, do, you, do you feel accepted by the community for your stuff, football community? I mean, the love
1: that they're showing me on yes. social media. Whenever I'm a Super Bowl, I got kids coming to me like I'm I'm a superstar, welcome, and man. and What's I that? I'm like I'm shocked every year that you know we're growing. So yes. sometimes they just pop up, hey Lorenzo, and I'm like. Oh, f- forget the name yeah, of this guy. I just came from Latin America. It's my first time. So yes. like, okay. At least we didn't met each other. Yes. And he was like, I, I'm training, watching Super Bowl clips with your voice under and three, two, one. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. This is even surprised. I
0: get that now because yeah. I'm doing the commentary on the live stream and people go like, oh, I recognize your voice. And it's
1: I'm unbelievable. Really the feeling really is, is so intense, especially with the young kids and the new generation and it spread out with thousands of kids and new generation coming is So, I don't know, I feel super blessed about this. Hi, everyone. This is Lorenzo and you're listening to the official WFFA podcast.
0: So I was wondering your character on stage, is that something that also grew naturally? Or is that something that you chose? You know, I'm talking about the mustache, the style, the clothes. Is that something that just grew over time or how did that work? I'm actually uh,
1: a big fan of uh, like circus performance. I just want
0: you like the old school circus uh, introducer kind of, Yeah, it feels a bit like that. um
1: like, let's say I'm trying to be a mix between the classic hip hop MC, like yes. literally the master of ceremony yes. in hip hop history and the old school, you know, uh, ceremonies guy from circus. Yes. So um, that's why I'm trying to mix. And I love the idea of mixing the style and also doing some uh, unusual thing you know, like for example, the mustache are something that is not totally matching with urban and street sports sometimes, you know, yes. it's mm-hmm. kind of different, yes. but it's still a matter of style. You know, it's, it's, it's like in freestyle when you're trying your tricks instead of copy pasting the other trick. Mm-hmm. I think I just translate that to my nowadays role. Yes. So I'm looking for the right shoes. I'm looking for a right match. Sometimes I'm matching with the environment. Sometimes I'm totally disrupting the environment, you know what I'm saying? And also I think it's a way, and this came from the circus theater uh, love that I got. Mm -hmm. You kind of respecting the position and the stage and the audience. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that you're taking care of the clothes uh, and everything yes. is a way to be prepared for that stage because the audience mm-hmm. and the players deserve your best performance because this is a big stage, you know yes, what I'm saying? Like yes. Red Bull Street style, super global stages. Uh, so you you kind of, re, you got to respect this, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to pay respect for the position and the blessing
0: that you're in. Yes. And I think also when we look at Freestyle in general, I think we could work way more with this. With character building, online uh, stage presence, things like that, right? We we should probably have some, I don't know, probably
1: we are adding a lot of workshops sometimes. So we probably got to run also this. I'm also trying sometimes to give some advices to the guys because, uh, for example, the way you're approaching the audience, the way you're approaching the judges, the eye contact, you know, the um, the the, the, even just the way you stand on stage, the way you're owning the stage. stage So it's very important. It's
0: very important. Owning the tricks, but also the stage and the battle and the whole thing. But I think this came out.
1: From my background of performer, I've performed like more than 2,000 times in more than probably 35, 40 countries. So probably, you know, it's something that is growing and growing that you're sharing stage with superstars, you're sharing stage with athletes, you're sharing stage with big performer, and you're trying to catch as much as you can. Like, oh, look at this guy attitude, like... Look at this guy, body language. Look at this
0: guy. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm Italian. You wanna, in the end, you want to be impressed yes. with what you see, right? Your yes. eyeballs are like, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? And uh, basically, I, I, I'm super lucky because as Italian, yes. we got this
1: crazy body language. and yes. We're s- naturally super open to people. Italians especially yeah. are, wherever you go, you will find we're, sometimes we're also annoying. But like we're screaming, we're louder, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are yeah. we kind of don't give a f- about yeah. the, the rest, we just move the hands, yeah. talking too loud. And this is sometimes a problem when you're in a restaurant with a lot of
0: Italians, yeah. you can barely hear it. But where you're on stage, Yes. that makes sense actually. i remember when i was younger there's a funny story that really suits this my mom was oh when we we're on holiday she never wanted to go to a restaurant with italian families yeah. because their kids make so much noise and are up late until 11 o'clock and dutch children they sleep six seven o'clock you know like ah.
1: <laughs> so funny yeah so i know what you mean Yeah, I mean, exactly so in italy you know it's funny because you get several tables like that yes. and maybe it's, it looks like a competition was louder, you know, because they keep going louder, 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 louder. It's not anyone is saying, hey, can you please? No, no, no. Oh, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy is like, Allora, baba. So everyone's an MC in it. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> Probably potentially we got 50 million MC. All right, so you've done a lot in your career, but is there something that you, it's like some kind of event that you, let's say you have unlimited money or you're the master of the world. What would you like to do? Like, Oof. or maybe location or anything, like something you've dreamed about. Actually, I,
1: I love the concept that we came out with, with uh, with Jamble back in the day, the idea of having a shared stage. Oh. And I think, you know, if I'm looking for uh, like, okay, I can go for wherever. There are a lot of uh, disciplines that can fit the, the same stage. Yes. So for example, like BMX flat or freestyle basketball, breakdancing, yes. just to nominate a few of yes. them. That would be great even to have a kind of mixed battle. Yes. I would love even to have like a, a mixed crew battle.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yes.
1: Like with selection from different countries. We tried back in the day to have a mixed freestyle basketball battle. Mm-hmm. In 2005, we were organizing a uh, super underground. This is a cult thing. We were organizing trick of the year. Oh. You know, it's it was coming out from the battle of the year. We call it trick of the year. We got like four crews of basketball dunker and freestyler yes. from France, the Netherlands, uh, Spain, and Italy yeah. competing in Sardinia, eight each and we were trying to go. So, think about a mixed crew with this kind of formula. I'm but, yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah. you know, it takes a lot of money. And also, the world is going in an individual direction. You know, yeah. I say like social media. Some would
0: say, unfortunately, sometimes.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, most of the people are going for an individual career. So, it's very rare to see collaboration. Sometimes on yes. TikTok, you saw like, one dancer and one freestyler football doing two tricks yeah. and everybody's getting excited. I'm like, "Yes, yeah, but this is something that we were doing 20 years ago, yeah. you know, saying like, it's not something that shocked me. Uh, it was just people jamming together. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We were joining, you know, 1st hip hop clubs in Milan and there where we met with break dancer, like top 10 in battle of the year with break dancer. We were just having fun together in the club, you know? Nice. So yeah, that. That's possible, one idea. And another one is like I got a couple of spots on the Alps. Oh. That I would love to see Red Bull style or Super Bowl or whatever going there for some special battles, like really high on the Alps. And Italy got so many beautiful places that sometimes I'm just walking around and I'm like, oh, here, can you picture like a yes. I don't know, a BMX? dirt jump here, jumping on the boat or some, oh, because I've been emceeing slackline, BMX, uh, uh, cliff diving, uh, skiing. So every time I'm I'm watching events, you know, people dorm, like Matrix back in the day. Yes. So I'm, I'm moving and I'm watching just an event. Like, oh, look at this. This is a perfect spot for slacklining. This is a perfect spot for parkour. This is a perfect spot for film and freestyle. And the people around me are like, what? Are, why are you're looking at this place? Can you see
0: the free yeah. free running? Thing? You see it in front of you. Yeah. I always do this as well. It's yes. like so a yes. virtual reality yeah. or me or like a spend. but you know I even do this with training spots. Even when I'm walking somewhere, I always go like, oh, you know, I go to my girlfriend's, like, oh, that's a good Uh, training spot, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when we were looking for a place to train ourselves, (laughs) now we're owning a facility, so we're lucky. All right, uh, last question, Lorenzo, before we round it up. What's Lorenzo doing in five or 10 years? Are you still doing the same? Uh, If I'm looking back to the previous 22
1: (laughs) years, years, uh, I was really evolving, actually. Every every let's say four or five years, yes. there is kind of circles where every four or five years something new was popping in, mm-hmm. and this is probably why I'm still doing it, and while still uh, having a lot of you know new new energy and new ideas. Uh, I hope I am gonna have still this energy and these ideas. Um, but actually, we are planning now, since we're running a facility, Corte MLN in Milano, I really would love this facility to lead us to a more, let's say, social impact, mm-hmm. because I believe uh, Europe, Italy especially, will go to a very tricky moment when it comes to society. You know, we got, unfortunately, we got. War, we got crisis, we got COVID. Yeah. So the socialization, we got social media, but not the real yeah, yeah. socialization. So I think we got to make, uh, let's say, a statement and make and stand up for something that is social related. We're working with my team on something that is gonna probably mix both basketball and football not just freestyle, but in general, like street football, street yes, basketball, yes, yes. whatever, the war we are in included. So this is absolutely one of the target for the next three, five years to impact when it comes to our community and maybe an extended community. And then I, I actually don't know. I would love to, uh, I would love, of course, I would love to MC as much as I can. MC is taking a big part in my life right now compared mm-hmm. to the rest. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna art director something, or changing and becoming. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Like I, I don't know actually. But uh, I Time know we're gonna rock.
0: Time will tell. You will rock. That's for yeah. sure. It was fun talking to the voice of Freestyle on the podcast. Lorenzo was a great guest, and um, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you are listening to the show, because there are more awesome guests on the way that I can't wait for you to hear. You can also check out the WFFA website and social channels on Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram as well. And remember, all you need is a ball. Was produced by Voice Work Sports for the World Freestyle Football Association. Sports Social Podcast Network.